Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi, everybody. It's Megan Thompson. And I wanted to talk about one of the comments that I saw on that ad because it really got me pretty fired up. And it's a theme that I see a lot in my private practice. So I wanted to talk about this because a theme that I see frequently in working with parent, young parent, or parents of young, highly sensitive kids is this struggle of contemplating whether or not your child just needs more discipline or just needs more force from you to get them in line. And the, the comment that came up on the ad was a parent of a seemingly teen. I don't know. It's a stranger. I don't know if she ends up coming into the group. I hope so, because it seems like she could really use some support. Um, but she ended up tagging her, her kid in the ad, um, because she needs support to get, um, to figure out what's working with the teen. But the tone in their comment led me to believe that this was a reactive response and not a, um, helpful response. So it could be my assumption, certainly, but, um, I've been around the block for quite some time working with parents of of highly sensitive teens and working with highly sensitive teens. So I'm pretty sure what's going on here. I know what's going on here. And I really wanted to use this as a teachable moment because otherwise I'd be like flying off the handle. Um, So (laughs) oftentimes in my private practice, when I work with, with kids and their parents, parents just, you know, they come to me and they say, um, and I'm kind of, rattling because I don't, I didn't, I, I didn't organize this, um, but I, I do really want to speak to it, to speak to you today about it. Um, they'll say, you know, my kid just needs to be told what to do. They end up um, fighting back in, in the argument. The child is coming at them with like one after the other, after the other um, comebacks. And uh, the next thing you know, you're yelling at your kid or you're saying, um, you know, I'm the boss, you need to listen to me, cut it out, knock it off, or even worse than that, um, to the point where your kid shuts up and shuts down, probably, um, or goes small, um, maybe not in their demeanor, but in their emotional, or maybe not in their size, but in their emotional demeanor. So parents can get this immediate sense of relief from that, that, oh, shit, that worked. <laughs> exerting my power and 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 acting like a giant in this moment when I was super pissed worked my kid finally cut it out and I was exasperated and when I work with parents they this creates this huge puzzle in your head about like well does my kid just need more discipline do I just need to do this more intensely do I just need to um keep this keep this up will it work more regularly does it does my child just need to be reined in? And my answer to that is no. Um, While it works in the short term for your child to zip it up and hold it all in and and keep it together because 
they are responding to you in fear, it in the long term significantly damages the relationship. So what do I mean by that? What does that look like? Say your kid is like eight, nine, 10 right now, um, or even six, just coming at you one after the other, request after request, demand after demand, and you've told them, no, they're not getting this, or this isn't happening right now, or you're asking them to go brush their teeth for the 1700th time, and enough is enough, you blow up, and your kiddo finally goes and does whatever it was that you wanted them to do, or they just stop asking whatever it was that you told them they couldn't have. Um, the short-term gain is that you get that immediate compliance. The problem with that is that you're getting immediate compliance through fear. Your child, as a highly sensitive child, hears, my parent doesn't understand me, my parent has no idea why I need this because they just don't feel connected to you. My parent is scary. That's the kicker. My parent is scary. Now, if your child loves you, one would hope that you're, you're looking to build a relationship through love, then you never want your child to be afraid of you. This is a thing that is hard for us to wrap around our, our head. I was raised, um, you know, in a similar way, like, you know, build, build through fear or, you know, not necessarily um, to the point where my parents were abusive at all, but they definitely raised their voice when they were super pissed. And, um, and I think we as parents can get in this, this, um, this pattern of justifying our anger, justifying our angry explosion when our child, um, when our child complies, or even if they don't comply, we justify it because it's easier than to really look inside ourselves and say, well, wait a minute, I messed up. I should not have yelled. Um, and when that happens and your child responds, my child, my, my parent is, is dangerous. My, I'm afraid of my parent. They have this internal reaction that creates and perpetuates that fearful response to you, which breaks down trust. And when that happens over time, if you continue to justify yelling or using your power over your child to get them to comply, it will continuously perpetuate the problems that you're seeing. Now, while you might get the quick response immediately for quite some time or for a couple of times, um, over time, internally, your child is thinking that they cannot trust you, they cannot complain without you getting angry, they cannot um, express any disappointment or any emotion without you exerting power over them. And when that happens, it damages the relationship to the point where trust is broken so much so that when your child is a now a teenager, they will not come to you when they need it. They will not share that their best friend Sally is smoking weed and might be looking into coke soon. They will not share that they went to a party with pills in the bowl. They will not share that they got into a car with somebody who was under the influence. They're not gonna to talk to you about that. If you create a sense of fear in your parenting relationship and justify it. Now, I'm not gonna say that we don't yell because everybody has their hard moments and their hard times. But if you get to the point where you're justifying your anger and your child is, is you know, under 10 or around that age, then you have a significant problem and you will create a more significant problem as your child ages. And that's what really got me fired up with the, the, the parent who posted on a random Facebook ad. So this is like out in public, tag their kid. Um, 
that spiteful response can really significantly shame your child into thinking that they are the problem. Now, when you get to that point, when your child is a teen, because if you're responding and you're clapping back and you see, so there, see, I got you to respond when I clap back. Um, and for those of you who are, um, who are not familiar with that term, it's basically a comeback. It's what the kids are saying all these days in, the, in social media. Clap back is a comeback. Um, but anyways, if you get to the point where you're clapping back and you're justifying it and you're saying, so there, you know, there, I got you, like that worked, or this is, this is what I need to keep on doing. If you're starting to have those thoughts and you're not able to talk yourself out of that pattern, then you absolutely need to reach out for support because it will not get better without significant support. Um, it will make your relationship with your child as a teenager much worse and your child as a teenager will learn when they feel fear, when they feel frustration, when they feel disappointment, they are in charge and they are the only ones who can help themselves to solve their own problems. That is a huge burden for a teenager to bear. It can lead to risky behaviors. It can lead to escaping emotions. And for highly sensitive kids who already have giant emotions, escaping them is the last thing you want your child to learn. Um, it can lead to using drugs and alcohol. It can lead to running away, engaging in promiscuous sexual behavior. Guys, this is all stuff that I work on with teens who are coming into my office in my private practice. It's not a joke. These parents are like nice people. Um, they're not, you know, this isn't significant dysfunction in the family to the point where the parents weren't, um, have like heavy traumatic events or have you know, really strong, strong, strong and difficult upbringings. This is a pattern over time of clapping back to your kid and not understanding that without that, without that support and without changing the patterns of not and avoiding justifying it, yelling at your kid, you are going down that same path. And I've seen it happen not only in my private practice, but in working with other clinicians and supervising other clinicians, um, parents who are typical and perfectly capable of parenting other non-highly sensitive children, their other non-highly sensitive children, don't end up with, with as many struggles. And that's the biggest issue, is that this is huge for you to be watching, so thank you. It's hugely important that you're here, that you're getting support through the Facebook group, but if, if justifying your anger or justifying your frustrated response is a common go-to for you, then more support is needed now. Um, so I do have my, my bootcamp course that has rolling admission. There's, um, we can definitely talk about whether or not that's relevant for you. And I'll put the contact below because we talk about that only if it's relevant on the contact uh, call. But honestly, I got really mad. <laughs> when I was seeing that post and I had to reel it in and, and um, seek some, seek some friendship support from some of my other therapist friends to help me word my response to that, to help the parents seek support. Um, and I, I really wanted to make sure that I got the message across to everybody in here that your clapbacks to your kid, kids are not going to work again, avoid justifying being um, yelling at your kid uh, if you feel like that's a pattern, I'm saying it 1,600 times today, <laughs> reach out because it creates really significant damage in your relationship with your child. Um, 
what's going to be more effective is responding with apologies, repairing that relationship very, very soon after your emotional reaction, not letting it just go. And that's another thing. I guess I'm going to go off a a little longer than I expected um, to talk more about that. Um, oftentimes parents can get upset. You might justify your anger and then correct your anger and say, oh, okay, well, I'll just wait until the next time my kid gets upset because that happens every other day or every day or 700 times a day, depending on how sensitive your kiddo is and how, how many meltdowns your child's having at that moment if you don't have support. You can wait till the next opportunity. And the problem with that is that your child feels like they, the next opportunity is not going to be any different. Um, so. I'm noticing the monitor. My child is is napping and she woke up sad. So I have to um, go attend to that. And I want to thank you for watching and we'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week. So be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.